Hello and welcome to Plotress. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we're reviewing The Bachelor by Sabrina Jeffries. This is number two in the Duke Dynasty series, but we've also already reviewed a novella in this series in addition to the first book. Yeah, so we are actually caught up on this recent re recently released series. Right, so it came out like a couple weeks ago, right? This book, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're very proud to be able to get it to you so quickly after release. It's because Meg's library came through. I actually just got the email saying my copy is in right now, but too late. I already read it. <laughs> too late. Thank you, Montgomery County. <laughs> so, <laughs> the summary. Lady Gwen Drake has long protected her family's reputation by hiding an imprudent affair from her youth. But when her former suitor appears at Armitage Hall, manhandling the heiress and threatening to go public with her secrets, it's Gwen who needs protecting. Her twin brother, Thorne, hires Joshua Wolfe, the estate's gamekeeper, to keep her safe in London during her debut. As a war hero, Joshua feels obligated to fulfill the assignment he has accepted. But as a man, it's torment to be so very close to the beauty he's fought to ignore. With handsome Joshua monitoring her every move, Gwen would prefer to forget both the past and the parade of money-seeking bachelors at her coming out. But Joshua's unmoved by her attempts at flirtation, and the threat of blackmail still hangs over her. With danger closing in, Gwen must decide which is the greater risk, deflecting a scoundrel's attempts to sabotage her, or revealing her whole heart to the rugged bodyguard she can't resist. Yeah. Um... I mean, she's not hiding the affair from her youth. Her brother knows she was involved yeah. with him. She's hiding the extent of the physical intimacy. Yeah, that's what she, uh, So in this book, a lot of people have a lot of secrets, but they're not... Not everything about the secret is a secret. So yeah. some parts of the secret are secret from some people, but some parts of the secret are not secret to other people. Well, and like, for example, Gwen knows her brother bribed her former lover to go away, but he told her it was like a significant sum when in fact it was a paltry sum. Right. So, so it's like, so she knows that he was, that the suitor was paid to leave her, but she doesn't know how much or her how brother, little. Right. Her brother doesn't want her to know. So that part of the secret is being hidden. The other thing that's not mentioned in this uh, summary is that their families are all intertwined in these weird ways. So technically, Joshua is Gwen's half-brother's cousin. <laughs> right. Not not technically. Joshua is Gwen's half-brother's cousin, but not the half that's related to her. Right. I, I have to admit, I was getting really confused. And on top of that, Joshua is also her half-brother's brother-in-law. Right. Different so half-brother. Different half-brother. Again, not the half that they're related to. Oh, it's so confusing. Like, I was trying to... There's I was no like, half you're related to your stepbrother on, though. I mean, your brother-in-law on. You, right. The half-brother of But hers, what I mean... And her, her half-brother's half wife... brother's wife is brother, Joshua's sister. sister. Right, but so there's no half that she would is related or not related to. It's, I was just explaining that the brother, her half-brother who married Joshua's sister is not related to him. Right, is not related to the yeah. It's like guys, like I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. This was so confusing. I was get, kept getting confused about who was related to whom and and how. It's and whose estate they were staying at. Because yeah, here's it's a the lot. other thing is that Gwen's mother married three different dukes, 
and had heirs by each of them. So Gwen's mother is the mother of three different dukes. And so Gwen is the sister of three different dukes. Right. She's the full sister of her twin, clearly. Right. And the half-sister of the other two dukes. Yeah. They all share a mother. Um, we went over this in the first book. It made less sense then, I think. It's so confusing. It's, it's really, really confusing, but okay. So our random number generator gave us 15 this episode. So Meg, what is your 15-word summary of this book? Gentlemen, Gwen, this is the final rose tonight. Take a moment and say your goodbyes. So you went really heavy on The Bachelor as a reality show theme? I did. Okay, I like it. I went very heavily on that. Uh, so if you have been listening to the podcast, you may know that Meg, it, I am a huge Bachelor fan. I, I actually don't even know if I can use the word fan, but I am a faithful Bachelor viewer. Yeah, I think you're a like devoted consumer. Devoted consumer of the franchise. Yeah. I watch it. I read three different recaps the next day about it. And you watch all of them. You're not just Bachelor, not just The Bachelorette, not just oh. Paradise. Well, I so I I faithfully, most faithfully watch The Bachelorette. That's my favorite. But I do also watch The Bachelor. I, I'm less likely to tune in to Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. But that's honestly not because of the show itself, but because it usually happens when I'm on vacation. And that's tough. So I mean, there's you just, just really can't read it can do. or watch it, I should say. But I mean, I, we joke it's, we joke that Lane has baseball season. I have bachelor season. And you know, baseball season has been delayed. So maybe I'm in the wrong one because, yeah. you know, bachelor season doesn't get delayed for anything. No. And they keep adding more. So like now <laughs> there's listen to your heart is this new bachelor spinoff. Is that the singing one? Yeah. I may actually watch a couple of episodes of it. I heard that they're also doing bachelor for the olds. They they said they were casting Bachelor for the Olds, but I don't know what that means. It could technically, it could be something really horrible because the new Bachelorette, I'm actually very excited. The new Bachelorette is Claire Crawley, who's 38. And was she on this most recent season? No, no. She was on Juan Pablo's season like 10 years ago. And since then, she's been on Bachelor in Paradise a couple of times. She was in Bachelor Winter Games. So she's done some uh, Bachelor no, spinoffs. Sorry, sorry. Uh, did you say Bachelor Winter Games? Yes, they, they aired Bachelor Winter Games during the Winter Olympics. What is involved in the Bachelor Winter Games? I have to admit, I did not watch the Bachelor Winter Games because I do like watching the Olympics. So I was actually watching the Olympics. But if, you don't, if you're not into sports at all, then you could have watched Bachelor Winter Games. Okay. Did not know this was a thing. And yeah. Well, and they did have people from like other Bachelor franchises. So like they had someone from the Japanese Bachelor. They had someone from. So this is like American Ninja Warrior. Kind but of. Bachelor. But Bachelor. Okay. Um, my 15 word summary. Gwen is being blackmailed by a former lover and is ruined. And that's basically it. This is a short book, Lane. It's a bad book, Meg. Yeah. So. Here's the thing, is I like Sabrina Jeffries. I like her as an author. The first book Lane ever read by her was the first Duke Dynasty book, which uh, Project Duchess, which... I thought was okay. was fine. It wasn't great. And I remember after she read it, she was like, eh, you know, Sabrina Jeffries, take her or leave her. So th at that point, I was like, okay, you're going to read some Peak Jeffries, which was the Brotherhood of Bastards. The Royal Brotherhood actually just called The Prince's. No, wait, this is the Royal Hood. This is the Royal okay, Brotherhood, right, the Royal you, Brotherhood series, which is so good. Like, really, really good. Very good. All three of the books were good. Two of them were really good. 
I'd honestly say all three are All three really, are very really good, good, but like two for me are like some I really, of my favorites. I like all three of them. So, it, so she does, so Lane does now have an appreciation for how good Sabrina Jeffries can but be. But I don't even think this one suffers by comparison to Jeffries, because if I'm going to be honest, I don't pay much attention to the authors of these sure. things, unless it's like Tessa Dare, Loretta Chase. <laughs> I just read what's put in front of me and then judge it on its own merits. I thought this was badly written. The uh, dialogue yeah. is stilted. The, the dialogue was pretty bad. There's no prose at all. It's just narration. Yeah. It's, this is honestly the... I don't even feel like she was trying. Like, this that's, is the definition of phoning it in. Exactly. That's that's kind of how I feel about, honestly, this whole series. This is just the worst one of the three for me. And, like, don't yeah. get me wrong. The novella had its low moments putting random lyrics of Christmas carols into mm -hmm. the text mm -hmm. among them. But I just... I hated everything about this, and I almost gave it one star until I remembered what it usually takes for me to give something one star. It's to be, like, super offended. Right, and I'm not offended. This yeah. just wasn't good. Yeah. Well, there we do have a Gentleman Jackson's Get Fit workout. We do. So, Joshua, as you may recall from the first book, is a, a returned Navy person. Veteran. He's that, on half pay. He's on half pay because he was returned very injured. He's got a bum leg. His sister <laughs> nursed him back to her health and thought he could be a murderer. Yes. Turns out he's not. He's so not. All fine. I mean, he, he killed a lot of people in the war, but didn't everyone? <laughs> I mean, you know. On. So basically, he's not a mur murderer, so it's totally fine. Um, and so now he's the gamekeeper on now the he's land. He's a gamekeeper. So what is his workout? plan well the plan is to focus on the upper body because you have to make up for those atrophied leg muscles but you can't ignore leg day either so right. you need to take long walks and let's just throw in some shooting too of all kinds arrows guns muskets rifles and it's important that you don't um, put on any clothes from your old days to know how your body has changed until the moment of your big reveal and then when you do put them on you have this hugely developed upper body. That just, everything barely buttons. It's kind of obscene. In like a sexy way, not a fat way. But also in a way that like, I'm supposed to believe ill-fitting clothes are attractive. I don't know. I'm here for it. <laughs> I buy it, I guess. I'm, I'm fine with it. Oh, and don't be afraid to get your hands dirty by beating other people up. So Joshua did get in a physical altercation in the novella. He did in the novella, and he gets in and a couple in a few of them in this book. So he's definitely, um, in prime fighting shape. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing, I don't have a problem with Joshua as a hero, actually. He's fine. He's fine. Gwen, on the other hand, is dumb as a boxer ox. Too stupid to live? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I don't know that it's too stupid to live is a trope. So what are some tropes in this book? Well, we already talked about it, but really big wacky family that we can't keep straight. But not wacky and like their personalities are crazy. No, just like the the family tree is weird. It's, there's a lot of lines that cross. I you have to, like. and you have to figure out like which person, which father, which duke was the father of which person. Oh, it's very confusing. But like, and now you've got full siblings at the end of this works. Spoiler alert: they end up together. You've got full siblings married to half siblings. Yes. Yeah, you do. Oh so my it's god. Like a, it's a family square. Sort of. Sort of, but with a break with a line in it. Family with rhombus. Two lines. So like a square with some antlers. <laughs> this is so confusing. It's so confusing. And this family just kept, keeps getting bigger and wackier. So Gwen um, 
sort of drives the conflict of this book because she's getting blackmailed mm -hmm. by a former lover. Yep. And that's pretty par for the course. <laughs> Seriously, how many books have we seen where blackmail is a very important role? Several. Several. And some of them are better than others. And this one is bad. Yeah. I don't know I, if I've expressed that. I mean, honestly, the setup wouldn't have been that terrible. I think it's the execution, not the setup. I would agree. Yeah. So the, the okay. setup of the blackmail is not too bad. No. But the way it plays out is very eye-rolly. Yes. Did you know that when you insult someone, it actually means I'm attracted to you? Yeah, because the thing is, um, you can't be attracted to people when you're broken. Mm-hmm. And so the only way you know how to deal with physical companionship is to be really mean. But obviously, everybody totally gets it. Of course. Yeah. I hate it. Mm -hmm. um, I hate it. I can't do anything by halves. Um, he's a wounded soldier. He's a wounded soldier. Yeah. And then there, oh, yeah, oh, I do like the lessons. Yeah. I like this trope. Well, especially because this book always has it. This series, I this mean, has That's this true. This Every time does. this series has some type of like lessons in something. You know, Jeffries has that. If you think about the the Royal Brotherhood of Bastards. That's true. That was in all three of those books, too. We had the card card game lessons. We had the society lessons. And but in the society lessons, it was him receiving them. Right. Most of the time, it's the, the woman on woman. the receiving yes, end. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, make make of that what you will. And uh, there is a degree of class conflict here that is very poorly and minimally explored. Very minimal. It's extremely minimal. Yeah. So. Okay. So as Meg mentioned, the setup here is in the hands of a writer who cared. Pretty fun. Right. I, I mean, the, the thing is, Jeffries could have made this great. Sure. We know she could have made this great. So it's a pretty fun setup. Basically, Gwen's being... She's trying to avoid blackmail from this nasty guy. Oh, the... FYI, the nasty guy Mallet, mm -hmm. is that how you would pronounce it? Yeah. Okay. So Mallet was in, he was a pivotal part of the novella yes. that we read, the Christmas novella. So just letting you know, if you're interested in more backstory for Mallet, check that out. <laughs> so basically, as you may recall from the first book, the third man that the mother of these dukes and Gwen married was a Prussian, well, an English diplomat in Prussia. Right. And so most of the kids grew up in Prussia, whether yes. or not the duke was their biological, I mean, not the duke, the ambassador was a biological yeah. father. He, he, he became a duke. He did become a duke. That's, and he's the duke of this property, and he's the one who was Joshua's uncle. Can we pause? Mm -hmm. So, Mallet was featured in the Christmas novella. He attempts to abduct the main character and her cousin. He attempts to... In, of the novella. So of not the one. novella, right. Mm -hmm. And so he's thwarted by Joshua in that mm -hmm. attempt. This book opens with him coming to Gwen and demanding she pay him for his silence about their former liaison. Right. As far as her family is aware... This is a former suitor who left her when her brother offered him money to do so. Right. She and her brother had a huge falling out over it. Nobody's quite sure why it was as dramatic as it was. It's revealed in the course of the novel that they he was more than just her suitor. He was her lover. 
That's not much of a that's, it's that's not much of a spoiler. That's, that's like right in the beginning, you know that. Right, actually. and then there's some other stuff that comes revealed later on. So, but basically, he was a lot more important than anyone realizes. Right. She, as a virtue, as a by, by result of what happened between them, now feels unworthy for any other man. And she's a huge heiress, and she is thirty years old. Yes. So, like, none of that on its face is bothersome. In like, fact, I like it a lot. I would like mm-hmm. a 30-year-old diplomat's daughter mm-hmm. by, you know, experience, if not by birth. Exactly. In this situation. However, Gwen is written like she was 18. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't act like she's 30. She, Very true. And that was, I think, the worst part of the book for me. Yeah. Plus, I already talked about this, but everyone's keeping secrets from everyone else, but not the same secrets from Mm -hmm. everyone else. So, Gwen and Mallet had sex. Yep. So, that's a secret that she's keeping that she hasn't told anyone about. Yep. So, she's been ruined. Uh, She also... So, they were intimate, but there's even more to that. that Sure. It's not like a well-kept secret. So she's keeping um, that secret from Thorne and Joshua. Thorne's secret is that he paid Mallet to get out of there, and that caused a whole rift in their Gwen relationship. Gwen knows he paid him. He does, knows he she doesn't him. know why. Right. And this caused a rift in their relationship that lasted for 10 years. So, but but Gwen's mother, their mother, does not realize that he paid her. Joshua also has a secret, and that everybody knows he's an officer on half pay. But part of the reason he's amenable to the scheme of becoming her bodyguard and going to London, even though he's so racked with lust, he can't picture being alone with her, is because he wants to ask for his position back. Yes. And when he does so, he's given a counteroffer that he has to keep secret from everybody. Yeah. And then there's another secret that's not a secret to anyone, but that Josh, Joshua feels like he needs to keep a secret, is that he's suffering from shell shock. I didn't even realize that was a secret until you just said it. Yes. So he's like, yeah, no one can know that I... But he's had several nervous breakdowns in, like, the town square. Yeah. So it's it's not exactly well hidden, but he somehow thinks that it is. So anyway. And they act like his temper is PTSD. And I'm like, that's not, not like, exactly... PTSD no. is very poorly depicted here. Yeah. So it's a short book. Again, that... That in and of itself doesn't bother me. No. And I don't mind if I have a nice novel in in 200 pages. Fine. Everyone, so what happens is the setup, they all go to London for Gwen's debut. Mallet tries to blackmail her. Joshua gets this new job, uncovers aspiring, which is pretty cool. And then Gwen and Joshua fell in love. Wow, that doesn't sound like a terrible story, except for its execution. Correct. So... So, yeah, she does not act like she's 30 years old. It's frustrating because she has no world experience. No. She doesn't act like she does. She doesn't... She gets bossed around, bossed around by the men. She doesn't assert herself in a way that's logical. Yeah. But she also acts like a green girl making a debut and not someone who should have made one 13 years ago. Oh, yeah. In the way she interacts with men, in the way she interacts with her family, in the way she treats her debut. Uh, it all just really made no sense to me. And then... At what point do I spoil this? Because I have to talk about it. Okay, spoiler. We're spoiling it now. If you want to read this book, go read it. I don't know why you would want to after hearing us rip it, but... Yeah, anyway, from this point forward, it's not safe for you. Bye. So, she got pregnant by Mallet. 
She got pregnant. After he ran away, she miscarried. Yep. And whatever woman, doctor, was midwife was called in to assist her with the miscarriage told her that based on the look of the discharge, she was unable to conceive again. Yeah, which, whatever. Seems, if it were, and I think it is a midwife who gets told, but that seems like a really weird thing for a midwife to say. Because but not only that, like, at this point, the woman is 30. Now like, she's 30. Even if she believed it at 19. Like, you're telling me she, at no point, even if she wasn't revealing her secret, had, like, talked to women. Yeah. Or read about it or had any interest in discovering yeah. if, like, one miscarriage means you can never conceive again. Especially because, as we know, miscarriages are really common. They are. This one seemed like a late miscarriage, but still. But she didn't even know she was really pregnant for very long when she had it, even if it did. Right, but that's because she was... Stressed and in shock and all of that. Stressed and shocked and 19 years old. Right. But I'm just saying, I don't think it would have... The degree of naivety she shows about her own body and the world is unbelievable Well, to me. and then also the fact that she doesn't want to get married, not because... She's like, oh, I. Here's the other thing too, and this isn't the only book that does it. But there are so many books that are like, oh, I wasn't chased, and so I can't get married. And I'm like, the man, they don't. When you have sex with someone, you don't know if they ever had sex before. Like, it's not something that you just know. Correct. But also, she acts like the real reason is because she yes. doesn't feel like she can marry a man when she can't give him sons. That too. That and marriage like, is all about kids. And I. She feels like she has to be honest about the fact that she hasn't been chased and knows she cannot conceive because she's already miscarried once. When, as we have discussed, all of this is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's... And it literally, it would make more sense if the second one person told her, like, no, women miscarry. And she believed it and suddenly realized she had no problems. Yeah. It's like, you're telling me it took this long for you to just mention to a sh anyone in passing. Anyone. Yeah. Like, hey, is miscarriage a thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I also, I do understand that it's not something that, even today, people don't talk about very often. True, but, like, it's not that hard to find out that it's happened to other people. Yeah, yes. I don't know. There is no conflict or plot. Joshua's in love with her. She does not care about their class differences. Oh, yeah, I mean, basically, this is very, um... Elizabeth Bennett. Yeah. You know, she's like, oh, you're the, you're the grandson of a duke. I'm a grandson, I'm a granddaughter of a duke. We're the same class. Yep, let's get married. But he thinks it's this big deal and that he's not good enough for her. Yeah. And she wants to marry him, but thinks she's going to miscarry all over so town. she's like, I, I can't marry you because I won't be able to give you a child. There is no conflict and no plot, really. Yeah, there really, there really isn't. There really isn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care if there's a, a low-conflict couple. I do not care. I love it, actually, when the couple gets together and they're not afraid But this of... is all the conflict is between the couple in that they won't be honest with each other. Yes. But there is actually no problem. Exactly. Yeah. My issue with this book lies in sexiness, so we can wait till we get there. Yeah, there is, like, none, but that's fine. Um, uh, did anything about this offend you? Honestly, nothing really struck me as offensive other than the whole miscarriage thing. Okay, so, first of all, trigger warning miscarriage. She miscarries. Yeah. Um, at one point, Mallet tries to rape Gwen in like the laziest rape attempt of all time. I, I'm going to be completely honest. I 
didn't even realize that he was attempting to rape her. Oh, he's forcing himself on her in the gardens, and that's when Joshua runs through, and she's like, how did you find me? And oh, I like, thought I it was more like, it. I didn't realize it was a rape thing. It was like a money thing. He wanted the money from her. I no, I think he's trying to, He. Uh, she says, I don't have the money yet, and he says, I'm going to take what you gave me all those years ago. Oh, God. So the, <laughs> no wonder it didn't offend me. I had no idea that's what was happening. Yeah, so at least that's how I read it, was he was trying to force himself on her out of nowhere. I'm sh honestly... A that does not surprise me. Yeah. So thinking back on it, yeah, that's probably what was happening. And then also under offensiveness, I put the entire book. <laughs> so sexiness. Here's the thing. If you, if you read like just the sex scene, I think the sex itself is, is sexy. Sabrina Jeffries knows how to write a nice sex scene. Sure. But for me, the issue was, I don't know how... I was supposed to believe the situations they were in. And it all the sex comes out of left field. Oh, completely out of nowhere. I, I truly didn't get it. Like there's no sense that they're that they have this steaming sexual chemistry that they're trying to resist or anything like that. It, it's not that at all. And then I don't know. I, I mean, every I, time they hook up, it's like the tone of a scene. Have a, a switch has been flipped. Oh yeah, they have. They're in an argument. Like in the first one, they're having this argument about. So the first one, she says, "I want you to teach me how to shoot." Yep. So he decides to teach her how to shoot a bow and arrow. So they're out there, and she's really trying hard to learn how to to shoot the bow and arrow. Like she's actually trying hard, very mm -hmm. interested in the lessons, and he's getting all turned on from having to adjust her body. But she's not realizing it because she's thirty and naive. Right. And which a thirty-year-old not virgin who doesn't realize she's turning a man on. Well, okay. But that, like, honestly, that doesn't. That part didn't bother me because she's trying to shoot. She's really focused on that. She's she's not thinking about him in this moment. Right. So, if if you're not paying attention to it, I can. Understand oh, how erotic! That. How do they end up having sex three seconds later? Because then somehow he it turns into a discussion of how no one finds her attractive, and of course to prove her wrong, he's got to make out with her up against a tree. It's about how he doesn't find her attractive. She right. doesn't think no one finds her attractive. She just thinks her money is more attractive than her face. Right. And he's like, no, that's not true. Anyone want to be with you? And she says, well, you don't. And he says, what do you mean? I've been pressed up against you all afternoon. She's yeah, exactly. And you didn't start anything. And then it turns into making out, which the make out up against a tree is hot. But I had to ignore everything that led up to it to even find it hot. So I couldn't find it hot. Right. That's My problem is the context is so yes. not sexy. No, that the behavior doesn't matter. That is exactly how I felt. That is exactly how I felt. Especially if you're going to compare with, let's say, um, One Night with a Prince. Like every single one of the their physical makeout sessions or or the, it had a reason it had moved the plot along the dialogue was great like it, it it's just really hard to to see an author that you really really like just not not live up to your expectations and the other thing is as we mentioned this is a short book mm -hmm. it still felt very wordy it did there because there just wasn't very much substance right so the scenes felt really drawn out because not much was happening. Mm hmm Yep. Yep. So anyway, very disappointed in the book, basically. Yeah, I kind of, I have to say I don't recommend it. Yeah. I am going to end on the high note to me of the book, which was the cover. I actually really, really love the cover for this book. I think it's really beautiful. And it's, 
I don't know. I, I just think it's very, very like beautifully done. It actually is a scene from the novel as well. So, you know, a lot of, even if you find the cover beautiful of the book, like I'm thinking of the one we read um, over Christmas where it took place in Scotland. Yes. Like the cover for that was beautiful. He's like shirtless in a kilt carrying her through the snow. That did not happen in that novella. <laughs> it didn't. But they we're in the snow at yeah. one point. But in this book, this is actually a scene from the novel. It's the one we just talked about where he's teaching her how to shoot. So she's got a bow and arrow. He's behind her, like, showing her how to position herself. Yep. Of course, it's exaggerated. And her dress is just beautiful. Which And she was wearing a yellow dress in the scene. Yep. Like, it's just great. So I recommend looking at the cover because it's a beautiful, beautiful cover. Wow, that's the best thing you had to say. It really is. But it's a gorgeous cover, though. Mm-hmm. So, thank you so much for listening. We're really sorry not to recommend the book, but we're hoping that you would recommend our podcast. So, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, we would greatly appreciate it.